Bienvenidos a New Dentists on the Block. Welcome to New Dentists on the Block, a podcast featuring new dentists sharing their experiences in the world of dentistry, successes, challenges, and life in between, navigating dentistry together one experience at a time. Happy Hispanic Heritage Month. Feliz Mes Nacional de la Herencia Hispana. On today's episode, we have Dr. Josen Gastelum. That's right, the Dr. Josen. Dr. Josen is a passionate and influential dentist. Him and I had the opportunity to discuss our journey in dentistry and the importance of representation for Latinos in the profession. He shares his experience of graduating during the COVID-19 pandemic and the challenges he faced transitioning into private practice. Dr. Josen highlights the significance of social media in connecting with others and promoting dental growth and dental education. We talk about our time in ASDA and how we cross paths, and he emphasizes the need for open conversations about burnout in the profession and the importance of an abundance mindset. Let's get to it. Dr. Josen Gastelum, welcome to New Dentist on the Block. How are you doing Thanks. today? I'm, I'm doing really well. What about you? I am so excited to finally connect with you. Josen and I have tried to connect probably all year. And we haven't been able to technical difficulties, timing schedule. And so I'm absolutely mm -hmm. excited to be connecting during this special month for us, Hispanic Heritage Month, which is an exciting time for all Hispanics everywhere. And I would say everyone across the country, because it's a, it's a way for us to kind of celebrate our culture and dive into maybe a culture that others don't really know about. Yeah, definitely. I think it's, it's really important for us, especially as uh, Latino dentists, to uh, be able to represent in the field, especially I don't know what the latest figures are, but the last time that I knew it was like 5.9% of U.S. Uh, dentists are Latino. So we're a small uh, minority in there and uh, growing every day. And it's always, uh, it's always good to be a, a good representation. Absolutely. And I know that both you and I are very passionate about seeing other uh, Latinos grow in the profession and finding others who are interested in going into dentistry. Uh, to help find avenues to help them kind of find their way into dental school and into the profession as well. Yep, definitely. Dr. Justin, I would love if you would tell myself and our listeners a little bit about yourself. Yep. So I'm uh, Dr. Joseph Gastelum. I um, graduated from University of Louisville back in 2020 during the pandemic. Um, beautiful time to graduate. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So I've been practicing for uh, a little bit over three years, almost four years. Um, I started off actually practicing in Kentucky for a couple months just because uh, during the pandemic, it made sense at that time. Um, but then I ended up moving back to Arizona, which is where I'm from. Uh, I practiced in the Tucson, Arizona area, actually in Marana for about uh, a little bit over two years there um, at a, a very nice private practice that um, taught me a lot that I know today. Um, just recently in the last uh, six or seven uh, months, I moved, decided to move up to the big city, up to oh, yeah. uh, Phoenix, <laughs> Phoenix, Arizona area. Um, and um, and uh, this is where I've been practicing for the, the past six or seven months. But um, really what I've been doing uh, recently that has gotten more attention is the social media stuff. So I do TikTok. Um, I do Instagram. Um, it started off, you know, very cheesy little educational videos and dances and all the cringy stuff that we love from social media dentists, but um, it has really turned into a, an amazing networking tool, a, a way to connect with uh, pre-dental students, with um, dental students, uh, possible patients. And yeah, it's been awesome. 
Well, I have loved to watch your growth on social media, and it's exciting to see all the content that you put out. But before you were popular on social media, you and I met each other good old as the days at mm-hmm. uh, one of the annual sessions. I, I think it mm-hmm. was, what was that, it 16, was the Dis- 17? It was the Disney one. Um, and so that was my first ever time doing that. So during dental school, um, I was part of my local um, and the national chapter of the American Student Dental Association. Um, in our case, it was called LASDA because Louisville ASDA. Um, and so I did social media back then also because it was something that I was interested in at the time also. But um, when I did it, I think that it was you had already uh, become president. And so this was you giving your um, presidency over to Rupali, um, oh, okay, if I remember okay. correctly. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just um, that that's when, when we had met. And I just remember going to this event, you know, at my um, dental school, I was the only uh, Mexican-American um, student in my class. Uh, there were other Latinos in my class, but some of them were like Chilean or Cuban or uh, Puerto Rican, but I was the only Mexican-American one. And so um, when I got to see Tanya Sue, um, you know, up there, it was uh, it was pretty exciting for me. You know, I kind of had like a little, I was like fangirling over you, which is really funny. <laughs> but um, But yeah, it was just like a moment where um, it was really impactful for, for me. And I remember even like, um, right after like seeing you like talk, like up on the stage, I, I don't, we've never talked about this before because, you know, it, we, yeah, we never but, have, uh, yeah. We, we never have, but I remember like texting my mom and be like, oh my gosh, mom, mm-hmm. like the president of ASDA is uh, a Mexican, uh, American, um, you know, Latina. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a really special moment. Yeah, you know, when I was running and, and during my time, um, well, I, actually, when I was running and, and before I won, I, I guess I'd never realized the impact that that would make. And mm-hmm. the amount of people that came up to me after I, I became president of ASA, when I, when, when I won that day um, at ASA as president, so many people came up to me and they were like, que orgullo, like, we are so proud mm-hmm. that somebody Hispanic, Latina is up there representing us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that week that you're running, it's it's kind of all chaos. And it kind of just hit me like, we need that representation. We need others to know that if they want to get in, involved in leadership, they absolutely can do that. And uh, my mom and I always remember because we remember when you came up to us to introduce yourself and we were so excited to meet you. And she she often recalls um, and she'll ask me, how is he doing? I'm like, ah, oh, he's doing great. We'll see him eventually if we ever go back to Arizona. <laughs> eventually, actually, will uh, will happen. Oh, I'm sure we'll cross paths at some point for sure. <laughs> yeah. So one oh, of the ahead. major reasons why I decided to uh, move up to Phoenix is that, so you you were recently in uh, Phoenix, probably like a year or so ago. Do you remember this? Yeah, um, yeah. So I, and, so, um, and, yes. and so you had yeah, messaged me and, and you were asking like, oh, let's meet up or whatever. And so this happened all the time, especially with like social media or just like my friends. Um, mm-hmm. Whenever people uh, come to Arizona, they come to Phoenix or Scottsdale or, you know, wherever um, the area is. And so I would get so many times where people would be like, hey, I'm coming to Arizona, let's meet up. And I'm like an hour and a half away down in Tucson, Arizona. And sometimes I would be able to make it, you know, I would um, actually like drive up, especially if it was like on a weekend or something. But um, during the weekdays, it just like was really difficult to make that happen. And so as I started seeing that growth happening more with uh, social media, it just made more sense to be in the like capital city of, of the state. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I can remember messaging you that and saying, "Yeah, come visit us." And you were like, "Yeah, I I can't. It's a weekday." And I was like, "Oh, bummer." But now that you're in Phoenix in the Phoenix area, uh, hopefully we'll we'll make time to do that. But 
tell us a little bit about the practice you're in. And I, I think maybe you have some news to share. Yeah. So um, I've, I've always worked in uh, private practice like settings. Um, and that was just something that I um, had a specific like vision for the type of like dentistry that I was trying to uh, provide. And I'm very into like aesthetics and I got um, certified to do Botox and fillers and that kind of stuff. So it just made sense. Um, but I got a, a really good opportunity to move up to Phoenix and um, I was doing that for a little bit. But then recently I've had another opportunity to move up to another uh, private practice, which is up in uh, like the North Scottsdale area. And so um, I'm actually going to be um, doing this. I guess this is technically recorded in the past, but right. at, maybe at this future. point. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I will all be starting that in um, October. So I'm, I'm really excited for the opportunity to, you know, try something a little bit different. Um, you know, um, it's always from every experience that you get, you get um, new um, experiences from staff, new experiences from like the technology and the type of dentistry that you're doing. And so it's always a blessing to be able to to do that. But um, but yeah, speaking about your mom too, I always remember her too. <laughs> oh, thanks. A, yeah, a lot of I really people, do. A lot of as the people always ask for her, and, and that always uh, warms my heart because that's very yeah. nice. But yeah, and so, and actually, I, like one of the major things that I remember is um, that your mom was basically like at conferences with you. You would take her to like to travel with you. And, um, and that's something that I think I, I try to do a lot. Like if you follow me on social media at all, you see that I'm always, um, taking my mom with me everywhere. Um, and, and it's like really important because for us as, you know, first, maybe first generation, I'm assuming you're first generation as well. Um, first generation, um, college graduates, first generation, uh, dentists in general, being able to like bring our parents, um, to us to these, events and um, kind of like let them experience things that they didn't necessarily get to experience because they were, you know, working with us uh, growing up, um, I think is, is a huge blessing. So that was something that, you know, really stood out to me, not only you being, you know, Latina and everything, but just like seeing your connection with your mom just um, was really special. Oh, thank you. And, and yes, it's super fun. I, I still take her to a lot of the conferences and she has a, a ton of fun and, and loves to meet uh, all the dentists. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, she's a huge advocate and everything that we do and, of course, everything that I do. So, yeah, I completely agree. Just um, having the opportunity for both of us to experience it together is really, really fun. And, you know, if we can, we always sneak away to, to get some shopping done. But yeah. you know, a lot of people don't, don't really understand that. I feel like being from uh, with our heritage and with our background, like we really are very family oriented. But mm -hmm. I would say that other cultures don't really understand that, which is it's, really interesting. It's huge. It's yeah. huge. And, and it, it, it's pretty funny because um, like within this whole time that I've been um, kind of moved back uh, from dental school. So, so dental school was like really my, my first experience living outside of home. I always lived at home growing up. I went to University of Arizona, which is in Tucson. And so I was blessed that I was able to, you know, spend that time with, uh, with my mom. And so when I moved over to Kentucky for dental school, I was like living on my own. I had an apartment, you know, that uh, whole kind of thing. And so that was like really exciting. But then like during the pandemic, it kind of like reverted again because I moved back home and I was living at home. And so the whole purpose of, um, of moving up to um, Phoenix was like, you know, to kind of get a little bit of independence again, which is, it's really hard because I feel like as, um, as first generation students, and especially with our parents going through so much with us, um, you almost feel like guilty, you know, like leaving the nest. Um, but it, it's not really um, mm -hmm. supposed to be anything personal, but, 
But us as um, as first generation students, we just like take it like very personal all the time. And our parents sometimes I feel like they do too, um, even though they always want the best for us. A hundred percent. And and mm-hmm. I have loved watching your travels with your mom. But the videos that you put up recently with your grandma, oh, mm-hmm. so sweet. I, I love that, you know, it, she's still a part of your life and you're able to visit mm-hmm. her. She's able to yep. cook you meals, which is uh, a beautiful thing and a, a delicious mm-hmm. thing. Uh, but mm-hmm. I think that that's so special that you are uh, so open to sharing that uh, with the world, which is really nice. Yeah. And I and I get a lot of like super nice messages from people um, whenever I share. It. And, and the purpose of me sharing it is obviously um, I get to... Um, you know, show like my friends and everything, like what I'm doing. And I always, I like, get questions like from friends, like, Hey, how's your mom doing? Or like, how's your grandma doing? Um, but it's also like literally just like my own like personal diary and I, and I have it all in like archives and, um, it's just going to be like something really special to look back on. Oh, absolutely. For sure. I I'd like to kind of backtrack a little bit and talk about your experience of graduating during COVID, mm-hmm. how that was for you and transitioning into private practice. Was it a huge leap for you? Did you feel like you were um, adequately uh, trained to go into practice? Mm-hmm. So um, whenever uh, like the COVID pandemic kind of started, it was right around like March 2020. So in February uh, was when we were about to go on um, like our spring break that we like never came back from um, mm-hmm. essentially. And um, and at the time I was actually already done with my requirements. So um, I was already, you know, kind of not necessarily like slowing down, but I was doing more procedures because like I wanted to learn versus like I'm just trying to get my requirements done. And so uh, when the pandemic happened, obviously it's like a scary time because you don't like nothing's guaranteed. You don't know whether um, you're going to be like having a job, like what's going to happen. Things are like locking down. And um, I wasn't really like necessarily worried that I wasn't uh, going to be able to graduate because I had the uh, requirements done. Um, but yeah, it was definitely like a a scary time and, um, licensing was kind of like unsure. I hadn't taken my boards yet at the time. Um, and then personally, like, um, a a lot of people like didn't really like, there were people that were not really concerned about like graduation or like the ceremony or anything like that. But for like me as a first generation um, student, it was, it was a really huge deal to, um, you know, get the doctor title and to have my family come and see me walk across the stage and get that title. Um, and, and for us, like our family is really close and, and big. And my mom's one of eight siblings. And so wow. like all of her, yeah, all of her siblings, like they were going to rent this big house and uh, in Louisville and they were going to do a uh, barbecue and we were going to have basically have like a party for a week and they were all going to go to my graduation and we were going to go to like the Derby and, you know, it was going to be this big old thing. And to see all of that, um, you know, kind of like taken away was, was pretty sad. And it feels like, um, again, like you feel kind of guilty, um, feeling, uh, like that, uh, feeling of sadness or mm-hmm. uh, almost like I missed out on something, but, sure. um, especially with like, you know, so many other things that happen with people being sick and people passing away. And it was just like a very like emotional time for everybody. But, um, yeah, it's definitely something that I feel like I, I never got the opportunity to have that graduation. And so it's like something I'm always gonna like feel, um, like FOMO for if that makes sense. Sure. Like, yeah, no, I totally um, so get that. I, so literally every time that there's graduations, it's like me and my classmates were always like talking about how we we have like the sense like we didn't get closure. But um in regards to uh practicing, um since the pandemic was kind of complicated, I had to um initially work in Kentucky for a couple of months. Um 
until Arizona decided that they were going to accept like the mannequin boards that we were taking, which actually was a really interesting time because I remember when I was in ASDA, we were advocating for the mannequin boards and then suddenly like the pandemic happens and I'm like, okay, now we're going to be forced to do it. Now it's acceptable. Okay. Now it's acceptable. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, that, that was like, um, that was like a, a very interesting, like turning point for, I guess, our profession in general. And I think a really good one, uh, in order to stop people from, um, from using like live patient boards and, you know, like the whole ethics of that. And in general, just like, um, taking away some of the stress for, um, for students and finding patients and all that kind of stuff. Um, but of course the mannequin boards themselves brought in new challenges in, including like you know, standardization and like whether like, you know, the tooth was actually realistic or not and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I worked in Kentucky um, for a little bit and then I ended up moving to um, Arizona and um, basically one of the, uh, the office that I ended up working at, I got the job via a um, like a classifieds on the um, state dental board uh, page. And then um, at that office i ended up being there for over two years and it was like an amazing opportunity i got to work with you know all of the assistants that were there all of the doctors that were there um but i also got to uh, mentor a couple of like pre-dental students like i had one student that came into shadow and uh and she ended up uh she's applying to dental school this year and so i wrote a, a letter of recommendation for her and um and yeah it's just like it, it was a it, it feels like it's all gone by so quickly like I feel like very disconnected from like the dental school me because um, you just I can't believe like the stuff that you can do now and like the stuff that you know and like all the stuff that that has changed. But at the same time, um, it doesn't feel like it's that long ago, which Mm -hmm. it's not. But yeah, time flies. I feel like the older we get, uh, time just goes by so fast. Yeah, definitely. Since graduating, I, I know you share that you've in, you enjoy you know uh, injectables and aesthetic mm-hmm. cases. Have you taken any CE courses that you feel have really upped your game? Yeah. So um, during the pandemic, um, I actually won a giveaway for a uh, an AJAD like biomimetics course, um, and that kind of um, changed the game, I guess, in general. I don't really do like a, a lot of like strict biomimetics anymore, but I think it changed the game in in uh, regards to like un- really understanding like adhesive protocols mm-hmm. and um, like bonding and like everything that's that's possible with like our new like materials that we have available to us today. And so um, that was really something that I think reignited my passion for dentistry because those first six months out of school, or not in your case, but um, those first six months of school are definitely, um, it- it's difficult because in school we're used to working on, you know, two or maybe three patients a day and then suddenly you're in private practice and you have like your own schedule of like eight to uh, 12 patients plus like all of the hygiene that you're kind of like juggling with and so um trying to make sure i was um being able to see everybody uh within a good time was really difficult and then just you know diagnosing quickly was difficult um and so at first i had kind of like a little burnout period where i was like mm-hmm. kind of hating uh, dentistry and it's it's weird because you um, you graduate and nobody talks about it. Like nobody wants to like admit that they're like maybe not super happy with right. uh, with the field yeah. or like they're struggling or anything like that. And um, and so yeah, I like went through through that period where I was kind of like struggling a little bit. And um, I did the the course and started really like 
implementing these adhesive protocols in, in my practice. And we had like airbration, air my Mexican accent is coming out a little <laughs> bit. We had air abrasion units in every operatory. Um, and so the, the owner dentist at this office kind of like really embraced that and, mm. and let me uh, do that. And, and it got me really excited about dentistry again. And so I started posting stuff onto Instagram and I would get messages from people that um, were interested in it. And, um, and yeah, and even got to uh, message with a couple of classmates where I got to talk about like the struggles and we're realizing that, you know, the struggles that we go through are like very common and just like nobody likes to talk about them. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you you mentioned two very important uh, points here. Well, I, well, the first one may not be super important, but uh, biomimetic dentistry is something that mm -hmm. I feel very passionate about as well, too. I, I find joy in dentistry because a lot of these protocols and it kind of just makes sense. I feel like in dentistry, I kind of was just going through the motions and didn't really understand the why. You mm -hmm. know, maybe I understood it to answer some test questions, some board questions, but not really exactly 100% what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And so I, I took a Najat uh, course as well. I took a, a Shiffin House, his online uh, mm -hmm. platform when it first came out. And I absolutely loved it. And uh, overlays, you know, have really changed my life and have bring me joy. I prefer to cut an overlay than I do a crown. Mm -hmm. uh, but those principles are really cool. I feel like if you are looking for more of a reason as to why you're doing dentistry, those are two great platforms to look into. They're really informative and they're two great people that really take time out of their day to answer different questions from people who are interested in biomimetic. Yeah, I think uh, like in, in general, um, not necessarily like with the biomimetics in, in general, but um, having uh, like feeling like good about the quality of your work, like changes yes. everything because then you can like show your patients and you can like explain to them what you're doing. Um, definitely those protocols just makes made me a better dentist overall. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. But burnout is the second point that you mentioned and burnout mm -hmm. is very, very active in our profession and mm -hmm. not something that I feel like we're speaking about enough. I think that we're doing a better job. I think as of late, especially mm -hmm. our generation, we're more cognizant and kind of um, more active in having these conversations and kind of creating a support network. But I still feel like we we as a profession need to continue to do more uh, because there are a lot of people who who don't know their place in dentistry and, and definitely feel burnout and really don't want to be involved in, their, in the profession. So yeah, um, I think you know, really the the uh, first person that I kind of like saw talking about it um, like a lot more openly was Dr. Avi. I don't know if, he, well, mm -hmm. I think he's been on yes. the podcast yeah, before, yeah, he, right? He was, yeah. Doctor, yeah. yeah. So I've, um, I've seen him like really kind of like embracing it and like talking about it and people are really like celebrating him for it. Um, and it's definitely something that, that people like in general don't talk about. And I think that the culture in, in dental school is very like, you know, that gunner, uh, culture where everybody is like um, trying to not like really share information with each other, not really like give too much information. And in in reality, I think that the major thing that we have to learn, and it's something that I um, I just took a, a a course with Dr. James Heaton and Dr. Michael Allen, which is called Smile Trend, uh, which is actually I'm like this is not a plug by the way, but that's where I got this this white nice. coat. Um, but they were talking about this concept of like abundance mindset, which is basically where you um, think that, you know, there's a lot for you to give and a lot for you to receive from the world. And so um, in reality, if you change your mindset and stop thinking of everybody as like competition or thinking of everybody as like somebody that's going to get in your way, you can see everybody as like humans and, and people that are, uh, you know, uh, available to, uh, to 
receive energy from you yeah. and you to like give energy to them, I think that it really changes everything with uh, regards to how you view not only the type of work that you're doing, the stuff that you're sharing with um, your colleagues, um, the stuff that you're learning from them. It, I think it makes us all better dentists. Yeah, absolutely. I, I um, read something, which means I probably saw a TikTok on it, that <laughs> said uh, it was somebody saying like, when you start celebrating the accomplishments and the joys of your fellow peers, your life becomes a lot better as opposed to seeing them as a threat or a competition because maybe they're taking um, better steps or, or advancing a lot faster than you are. I think that for dentistry, you really got to stay in your lane, find inspiration from others to um, try and, and be better and, and grow mm -hmm. yourself uh, in, in your practice, but mm -hmm. know that your practice of dentistry is the way that you're practicing and you will continue to grow at your own pace. Mm -hmm. Which is why I've been like really loving like social media dentistry in general and like the whole world that this is um, because I've met like so many people that I, I would have never known otherwise if I hadn't gone into um, like social media that have like different perspectives, all have like different things to share. Um, like uh, my friend, uh, Dr. Stephen Liu, um, he is a, well, he was a public health dentist uh, previously and now he just switched over to uh, private practice. And him and I connected via um, social media. We kind of like talked. We ended up going to um, the American Dental Association conference in Vegas together. That was the first time we ever met. We were friends for like two years before then. And we're like suddenly like sharing like a hotel room and like hanging out. And like when we met, we had like this instant connection. Like we were like friends for years. It wasn't like awkward. He's still one of like my best friends. And, and it's like a social media um, friendship that I made. And so I think that in general, like all of us coming together on uh, via the internet and, and sharing uh, with each other it has, has really opened up like a whole new world for our generation of dentists. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Instagram University, as they call it, right? And we're all just mm -hmm. kind of students in it. And I, I used to think that, you know, I would learn so much more from an individual post, which I do. But then it kind of leads me into reading like more articles and learning more like your xylitol posts that we kind of went into a deep dive about. Definitely. Um, but that is definitely a conversation <laughs> for another day because I still that's don't a, that's know. A, we'll, we'll have to do an updated uh, podcast for, for that For sure. One. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I am curious in your future. Do you foresee yourself buying a practice? Yeah, so definitely. Um, that's something that I um, that I recently actually even considered um, doing. Um, I kind of slowed down on the um, buying a practice aspect because uh, we had like a personal thing with uh, with my mom where she had a cancer scare. It was actually like a thyroid cancer scare, which um, coincidentally also um, just made me even more interested in you know the importance of our like oral health. Uh, oral cancer screenings and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, I kind of slowed things down a little bit um, because of like stuff that was going on at home and just trying to make sure that I was, a, you know, there for my family. Again, we talked about the importance of, of family in general. I know everybody cares about their family, but um, especially Latino families, we're very, very close with our family members. And if they need us to help them out, we're going to be there. Um, even if it means my mom's moving in with me or anything like that. And so, um, so yeah, that was kind of like all running through my head and, and it's the reason why I kind of like slowed down on doing it, but it's still something that I'm uh, very interested in. Hopefully, um, within the next like year or so, um, we'll see how things go. Um, obviously I'm just uh, about to start at a new practice and they're actually aware, um, that I had, uh, you know, been uh, potentially searching to uh, open my own practice at some point. 
Um, and so I don't know if uh, from that, like there will be like a partnership opportunity at some point we discussed, but I don't know if that's going to really happen. I don't know what the future is going to look like. So I'm kind of taking it um, step by step, but it, it's definitely, I, I think that ownership is the only way that we can really, you know, do the dentistry that you want to do, because ultimately, whenever you're working for somebody else, um, you're limited based off of what they want to do for their office, the culture that they want to um, set up for their office. And, um, and the only way to really control that is to be the one that's controlling everything, calling the shots. And so it's a, it's a really good opportunity. Not everybody um, is going to be, uh, you know, wanting to do ownership. And for some people, being an associate is what they, um, what they want to do. And, and it's what works for them. But, um, but yeah, that's definitely something that I see in my future. Uh, super excited to see what's to come for you. And I, I hope that you, the health of your mom is, is stable and we'll send her good thoughts and yeah. prayers for sure. A actually, um, we we got so blessed. We had so many prayers um, from like my friends and family, like like I'm saying, like Dr. Um, Stephen Liu, actually, he was uh, one of my good friends that I like. You never expect to like make friends like yeah. via social media and suddenly they're like praying for your um, for your family. And uh, he was like checking in and, and stuff like that. And um, yeah, she ended up having a biopsy. Um, it ended up being uh, benign. Um, she's still not like, completely out of the blue. They're going to have to do another biopsy in a year. But, you know, we got really blessed with, um, with you know, a benign finding. So, Thank God. And that, that's beautiful to hear that uh, Stephen and, and, you know, his family was praying for your family. I think that that's wonderful and um, the beauty of community. Well, Justin, you and I could probably talk for hours on end, I'm sure. But before we, we take off, uh, I would love to leave a message to our Hispanic and Latino listeners. Um, José, para ti, ¿por qué eres orgulloso de ser uh, Latino, Hispano en nuestra profesión? Yeah. So funny story uh, about that. Um, my name is, so people usually thought it was like José or something like yeah, that. It's, like, it's yeah. Josen, <laughs> Josen, okay. Josen, yeah. Um, Josen, um, para mí, la comunidad hispana y, y representar es muy importante porque um, pues somos una comunidad grande, somos una comunidad de, uh, de personas muy trabajadoras, uh, de personas que son um, muy, uh, muy de familia. Y, y para mí es, es un orgullo ser un, un dentista, un doctor uh, y poder uh, enseñar mi, uh, mi representación en, en, en dentistry. I'm like, it's it's weird being like an, I'm not a nosabo kid. I made a video on this recently. I'm not I, a yes, nosabo right. kid, but um, cuando intentas hablar en en términos así muy profesionales, hay veces uh -huh. que es, es difícil, ¿no? Pero oh, um, de todas maneras para para toda la la gente que uh, por ejemplo como mi mamá que tienen acentos y que um, sabes que que cuando miran a una persona que se se parece a ellos es algo muy especial poder conectar con ellos. Así que Uh, para mí, por eso es muy importante ser una representación. Nosotros estamos muy orgullosos de ti y estamos esperando para ver lo que viene en tu futuro. Gracias. Dr. Joseph, <laughs> thank you so much for your time. If our listeners would like to connect with you, what's the best way? So, at Dr. Joseph, um, it's all together, um, no spaces, J-O-S-S-E-N. Um, my mom decided to be very unique with, um, with our names there, so. At Dr. Josen on TikTok, um, Instagram, even like YouTube shorts, although I don't really like posts on there, but um, yeah. Very cool. Thanks so much again for your time and we'll catch everyone next time. Yeah, thank you.
Thank you for tuning in to this episode of New Dentists on the Block. Gracias por escuchar este episodio de New Dentists on the Block. If you're not following him already, be sure to follow Dr. Josen on TikTok and on Instagram at Dr. Josen. We look forward to continuing to celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month, not only during this month, but throughout the entire year. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on YouTube and on all major podcast platforms. I would love if you would leave a review of the podcast. If you have a new dentist you would like to recommend for the podcast, be sure to send an Instagram message to at New Dentists on the Block. And be sure to follow me on Instagram at tsmaestas.dds. We'll catch you next time.